From St. Pete to Brandon, this is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris, where Tampa Bay begins their morning. Good morning. It is AM Tampa Bay with Jack and Katie and James with gluten-free information throughout the morning here. And, of course, a chance for you to join us at 800-969-9352. It's seven minutes after five on this Thursday morning, the penultimate day of the work week. A lot of political posturing has become so absurd that even hardcore partisans aren't buying it. And this is the case with a so-called Inflation Reduction Act that President Biden signed into law earlier this week. But new polling reveals that even a majority of Democrat voters say it will not do anything to reduce inflation. And a survey from a group called Morning Consult found that only 48% of Democrat voters believe it'll make inflation better. And this means the other 52% thought it wouldn't make any difference or would make inflation worse or had no opinion. But among all voters, all voters, 24%, less than a quarter, believe it'll actually reduce inflation. And voters have good reason for the skepticism. Almost every nonpartisan analysis has found that the so-called Inflation Reduction Act does not reduce it. It's really just a massive tax and spend climate and health care bill. Well, one of the things that that's in the Act, Jack, they are buying the U.S. Uh, Postal Service all electric vehicles, but these vehicles are powered by batteries made in China. Oh, I know. So yeah, it's going to be a waste of money, and we're going to be constantly giving more money uh, and more money to, to China. Oh, How is that helping us? It's crazy. It's crazy our dependence on China now in so many ways. Not just that, but so many ways. And these EVs, we have not had them long enough to know how well they work. And, of course, it's just crazy. Um, and, and the other thing that's crazy, which is part of this, it's climate control. Part of that money, a lot of that money is going to be wasted on the attempt to change the climate. And I don't know when those boneheads are going to get it through their heads that you cannot change the climate. That is a nature thing. That's Mother Nature. If Mother Nature decides to change the climate, it'll happen. But no amount of spending, billions and billions, trillions, is going to do anything to change the climate. Yeah, 85% of the bill's spending, which is uh, $369 billion, is going towards climate or clean energy. I know. Crazy. You know, I, I can see them trying to have clean energy from the standpoint of stopping pollution, but you're not going to change the climate. And that's what their objective is. And people that I mean, we'd be better off having kindergartners running the government than these idiots that think we can change the climate. But it isn't going to change. It's 510 on AM Tampa Bay, and 
Time to check in now with John Thomas and traffic. Quick takes. Ripping through the biggest news stories of the day in record time. Providing you all you need to know. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. And at 514, Reed Shepard joins us now from the newsroom and... Reed, what do we have going on here this morning? Well, I'll tell you, Jack, we got a lot of stuff to talk about this morning. Let's start with a federal judge in Miami set to decide whether to unseal the affidavit used to carry out a search warrant on former President Trump's Florida home. Now, since the raid of his estate last week, he's called for the document's immediate release. Media outlets also want the affidavit to be revealed. Um, Justice Department has said doing so would compromise the ongoing criminal investigation into Trump allegedly taking classified materials from the White House. That hearing is set to take place again in Miami at 1 p.m. this afternoon. And what do you think the outcome is going to be? You would ask me that. Well, Um, uh, all you got to do is find out how the judges voted in in the past, and then you know, because... It's still a very political thing. Yes, it is. But revealing the affidavit, uh, any time that you're, you know, I've had a lot of experience, you know, covering police news conferences and investigations and so forth, they keep those investigations very close to the vest. So uh, I can, I certainly uh, understand that the Justice Department wants the affidavit to remain sealed. Um, If I had to predict something, I think it will remain sealed. I think it will. Um, Suspended Hillsborough State Attorney Andrew Warren has filed a federal lawsuit against Governor DeSantis in an effort to get his job back. Warren, of course, uh, suspended over a pledge not to enforce a new law prohibiting most abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy. That law, by the way, is still under the appeals process right now. Warren also claims his First Amendment rights were violated when he was suspended earlier this month. Yeah, this, uh, the Florida law, of course, if it does take effect, is no abortions after 15 weeks. Right. And uh, there are some other restrictions in there. But this is causing a lot of problems now with people who are very much pro-abortion, you know, forever and that kind of thing. There are so many developments because of Roe v. Wade. And this is going to go on for a long, long time. Yeah, and I'm not done with it either this morning, Jack. We're hearing that Tampa Mayor Jane Castor told a Coffee with Castor event in West Tampa that she will not direct Police Chief Mary O'Connor to pursue arrests of those who have had abortions deemed illegal under that new 15-week ban. And this comes to City Council, Tampa City Council, will take up a non-binding, non-binding resolution tonight to protect the privacy when it comes to an abortion. Yeah, this thing is going to go on and on and on for a long time to come. And it's just become a huge political issue. Oh, yeah. Basically, Democrats versus Republicans. (laughs) It's going to stay with us for a while. And, uh, again, any judge deciding on this, I know it's the judicial branch, but, again, it depends on the political leanings of the judge how they're going to decide. So the first question somebody asks me in the newsroom this morning is, if Jane Castor is talking about not directing the police to pursue arrests of those who've had abortions, does that mean Governor DeSantis might suspend Jane Castor? (laughs) And I'm going, 
Oh, boy, you would ask me that question. I don't know. That's that's a good one. <laughs> I don't know if he can do that. But well, he, we'll have uh, to Andrew see. Warren's an elected official, just as Jane Castor is. So but he's a state official, which the governor is a state official. So it'll be interesting good to point. see if, if it's possible for him to do something like that. If we have time, can I get a little good news in here this morning? Oh, yeah. Squeeze in. You've got time. Dick Vitale says he's cancer-free. Love that guy. Yeah, um, that's he the was, best news. He was diagnosed with lymphoma in October, had been receiving treatment at Sarasota Memorial Hospital, rang the bell to mark the end of his chemotherapy. So way to go, Dick Vitale. We, that's, that, is, that is fabulous news. Oh, yeah. This guy is an incredible guy. Uh, and he he is an AM Tampa Bay listener. Uh, I don't know where he is now and all that, but in the past I know he's been an AM Tampa Bay listener, and I've had the opportunity to spend time with him, and he's an incredible guy. And he's in the Hall of Fame. And, oh, yeah. Uh, he, he's just he's 82 years old now, and that is the best news that, he is cancer free. Mm-hmm. I used I remember when he was a coach at the University of Detroit. Yep, way back when, a long which just time dates ago. me. <laughs> and prior to that, he was a player. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's an amazing guy, and then of course became an ESPN commentator. And uh, he's just an amazing guy. He's done a lot of great things down in Sarasota. They've got the. Dick Vitale event that they hold every year as a fundraiser. Um, I think it's for cancer victims. I'm not sure what the... I think uh, you're right. I think you're right. But he's had that going on for a long, long time. Well, if you're listening this morning, Dick, congratulations. Yes, indeed. By all means, and keep up the great work. It's uh, Reed Shepard will have more coming up here in 10 minutes at the bottom of the hour. It's 5.10, and time now to check the morning cavalcade here with John Thomas. The latest headlines, weather, and traffic every weekday morning. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. And a lot more than Jack Harris here. We've got two blokes and a Sheila. Jack and Katie and James. That's us. All together here, yeah, you and I being the blokes, and the Sheila being our Katie. Uh, It's 24 minutes after 5 on AM Tampa Bay, and uh, we forgot to mention, for those who went to bed early last night, good thing you did, Yankees beat the Rays 8-7 to in 10. That means the Rays have won 2 out of 3. And they play again tonight before this weekend coming back home for a series with the Royals. But that ended a uh, raised three-game winning streak. But nevertheless, they'll have another shot at the Yankees tonight playing up there in New York. Um, this is a good thing now, I think, that uh, hundreds of employees commute to MacDill Air Force Base from Southern Hillsborough County. That's Hillsborough County that's east of the water. 
and it's a long, long drive. They've got to go way north, then come across, and then back down to MacDill Air Force Base. It takes them anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour to make the drive. But, um, and again, there are hundreds of employees who make that commute every day. And there's been talk for a long time of adding another Bay Area ferry. And they say it's getting closer to becoming a reality. And of course, the McDill employees are really like that. And yesterday, Hillsborough County commissioners uh, discussed whether to approve funds that could get a head start on the project. And this would be in addition to the Cross Bay Ferry, which this would run specifically from McDill to Gibsonton. And, um, but this has been an idea for quite a while now, but if the commissioners vote to green light the 252,000 needed to start the uh, preliminary engineering and planning work, it would jumpstart the project. And the funds have already been approved for the next fiscal year. So if commissioners don't approve the money at their meeting, or if they didn't, then this would have been last night, and I'm not sure what the outcome was, but work won't begin until at least uh, October 1st. But if all goes according to plan, the ferry would take riders from McDill to the proposed site in South Hillsboro at the, uh, that's the mosaic in Gibsonton and proposals for the location include a new 5,000 foot terminal building and that'll have a covered patio and restrooms and vendor space as well. And according to the 1100 McDill Air Force Base employees living in Southern Hillsborough County uh, that were surveyed, they're excited about the idea of the uh, 1100, 94% of those employees commute by car and 85% say that their drive is longer than 40 minutes. So it doesn't come as a surprise that 90% said they would use the ferry and that would make a big, big difference. And in total, the uh, project would end up costing the county $3.7 million through 2024 when the ferry would be up and running. Um, but, of course, we'll have to find out if the commissioners greenlighted the 252000 that they need to get the project underway. So we'll have to find out if everything is rolling according to plan here. But I know our listeners who are on their way to work at McDill now would love to see this happen. What, what was that? They did approve it, Jack. I'm, I'm just getting word from our from our newsroom. They did approve it. Oh, that's good. So they have approved it. That means two fifty two, two hundred fifty two thousand, and they can get the project up and rolling. Fantastic! It's five twenty nine on AM Tampa Bay. Live on ninety nine point one FM in Pasco County. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. 
It's 537 on AM Tampa Bay, and uh, we've got our other listener, Greg, from Tampa on the line. And, Greg, you've got a comment on electric cars? Yeah, Jack. Uh, good morning. The, I just want to make a comment. I have I own an automotive shop in Tampa for many years, and I had a lady call me earlier this week uh, seeking a quote on replacing the battery in a hybrid Hyundai, a 2011 and I, you know, I told her, well, I'll check into it. And I'll call you back. So I checked with the dealer because you can't buy it anywhere else. And they told me that they don't sell it over the counter or to any shop or anything. They have to install it there. So I said, well, roughly, what does that cost to do that? And he said, well, with, you know, labor and everything, about $11,000. And I told wow. like, I went, <laughs> I said, are you kidding me? I said, the car's probably not worth $11,000. He said, yeah, but that, that's the way we do it here at Hyundai. We, do, we can't sell the battery, da-da-da. So I just don't think that the people or the, even the government is explaining that when you buy an electric car or a hybrid car seven, eight years down the road and people are keeping their cars that long, that you're going to have an extremely expensive expense to repair it when the battery fails. So it's just the FYI for people. Now, here's, here's the thing, Greg. It's James here. Um, I own a hybrid yeah. vehicle, and I was able to uh, look up some third-party businesses. I guess they make third-party uh, batteries uh, here in the Tampa Bay area, right. and so they're able to install. Some do, but this those. particular car, the, the they told me that you can't get it anywhere for this particular car because this lady had called everywhere before she called me. Gotcha. She was looking to get a used one, you know. Well... I think it's going to be a while before they catch on, and we appreciate your input, Greg. Thanks for calling. Well, let's check out what's trending now with Katie. Keeping you up on what's trending, here's the AM Tampa Bay trendsetter, Katie Bacino. And what do we got this morning, Katie? Well, Duncan and Goldfish have collaborated for a new Goldfish. It's going to be Pumpkin Spice Grams. They have a few like sweet flavored goldfish. I've seen them before. I usually just stick to the regular flavor, and I I don't get very fancy with my goldfish. I just like normal goldfish. Me too. I'm yeah, with me you. too. And switching off food news real quick because we don't have too much time. There's a new residential ship that is going to allow passengers to live on the boat year round. Needless to say, this is not going to be cheap. But Storylines is about to launch its first residential cruise. It's going to be called the MV Narrative. And again, it's going to allow people to live on the ship. It's going to depart from Croatia in 2024. And the ship features 547 residences made up of one to four bedroom guests. So you can kind of live year round it's like a floating apartment rooms are going to range from one million dollars to eight million dollars for the ship's lifetime a boat condo mm. yeah wow. yeah a little tough going to work though or something yeah. like that <laughs> you better be able to work from home if you have to go ashore there's also an all-inclusive fee that you have to pay and that starts at sixty one thousand dollars yeah, a year can't afford it yeah no yeah. i can't afford any I part of this nope i can't even afford to talk about this again stay with what i got <laughs> And that's what's trending with Katie here. And uh, it's 541 on AM Tampa Bay. And time to look in on the asphalt jungle now with John Thomas. Throwing it back with Jack on AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. It's 544 on AM Tampa Bay. And... um, 
Well, I'm going to tell a story of um, way back. These were the days when we had a train that ran between Tampa and St. Petersburg, downtown down St. Pete. And um, I've been a train freak all my life. I loved riding trains. And so I decided to take the train from Tampa over to downtown St. Petersburg and then take it back. And when we were going back, um, I can't remember if anybody was on the train with me or not on that one, but the uh, engineers came back and said, come on up here. We want you to check out the engine. And so I got to go up to the train's engine. It was a diesel train. And I got to drive the train all the way from the northern part of St. Petersburg out to near Bush Gardens because that's the way the route went then. It went uh, down Bush Boulevard and then turned south and went down to near the uh, where the train station is today, the Union Station. So I got to drive it there. We drove it through back then. The tracks went through the uh, golf course. Used to be a golf course in Clearwater. And then all the way through, and when we turned off Bush Boulevard, the engineer said, uh, I'm going to have to take over now. I don't want to have anybody see us back at the station. And so I went back to my seat. And then several years later, years later, Joy and I were taking a train from Tampa to West Palm Beach. And again, shortly after we had taken off, the uh, engineer came back and said, you all come on up to the uh, engine. We want to show you the engine here. And I said, great, love to see it, <laughs> having seen one before. And Sure enough, I got up there and he had me drive the train. And this time I drove it for many, many miles uh, down toward West Palm Beach. And again, when we got near there, I gave it up and went back. Joy got to go up to the engine with me on that one. But that's my uh, throwback here when I had a little bit of fun driving trains. And I'm still kind of a train freak, but I haven't ridden one now for a year practically that was up in Virginia <laughs> love those trains but they are still running although not nearly as much and um, yeah I never even see the one here on Gandhi anymore the one that crosses but uh, you know by the U-Haul here yeah no I used to have to get you know wait in traffic forever for that thing yeah that thing doesn't run that often uh, it goes down to what used to be the old port the old port of tampa yeah but um it doesn't run that often and we were on bay to bay the other day and we were able to go through bay to bay there wasn't a signal or anything stopping it uh all the way to bay shore and if you turned it south on mcdill there are tracks right there, near there, and for some reason, they had the lights flashing and the the barricade was down and all that stuff. Yeah, and traffic was backed up there, and we never did figure that out. I mean, 
if the train was coming, they should have shut down both of the crossings. Yeah, unless it just was a malfunction or they were testing something. I don't know. It must have been something like that. But nevertheless, it um, was a case of just can't understand it. Aren't that many trains these days. Back when I was a kid growing up uh, in Logan, West Virginia, the coal trains went by about every hour, at least every hour. And these were long trains that were filled with coal and they they would head toward Huntington, West Virginia and then the empties would be coming back and again there was a train almost every hour and we just grew up that was part of life we walked along the tracks all the time and by the train station and that kind of thing but trains aren't much anymore it's 5.49 on AM Tampa Bay, and time to check in on what's happening with cars now with John Thomas. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. And at 5.53, our NBC News Radio reporter Rory O'Neill joins us now, and he's brought to you by the Oncology Institute. And Rory, the... Uh, War between Russia and the Ukraine continues, and we don't even talk about it much anymore, but I understand there may be a new offensive shaping up. What's the deal with that? Yeah, good morning. We're almost six months uh, into this war, and now it seems that Ukrainian forces, thanks to the arms that we're sending them, may be ready to start pushing back against this invading force. Uh, you know, Russian forces have taken over uh, large parts of the eastern part of Ukraine. Uh, but now, with their forces sort of being worn down, Ukraine may be seeing an opportunity here to start kicking out Russians. Uh, and also some uh, big meetings being held today. You have the president of Ukraine meeting with the president of Turkey and the U.N. Secretary General. Uh, they're talking about getting more grain and sunflower oil exports. But they're also uh, talking about that huge nuclear power plant in Zaporizhia and making sure it's safe. And you just wonder if this thing is ever going to come to an end. Yeah, the other interesting date coming up is uh, it's, it's essentially their Independence Day in Ukraine. I think it's August 24th and 25th. So we'll see, too, if you know there's going to be a significant pushback on that anniversary date. That could be interesting to see to watch as well. And we've uh, been hearing that Rudy Giuliani um, is going to have to testify in Georgia. Now, is this regarding the election or what? Uh, It is. So Giuliani was in Atlanta yesterday, spent about six hours testifying before a grand jury. The local prosecutor there is investigating allegations of election interference do you remember that phone call former President Trump had with the Georgia Secretary of State where he says, you know, I just need 11,000 more votes? Uh, that's part of the investigation. But uh, the prosecutors also said that Giuliani is the target, one of the targets of this investigation, because of some of the things that he said while testifying to uh, Georgia election officials. You just wonder if this thing's ever going to come to an end. I mean, uh, there's nothing that can be done to overturn it and even if it should have been overturned nothing can be done now it's time to give it up and move on 
Right. Uh, and the other, by the way, and we do have that hearing this afternoon down in West Palm Beach where they're trying to, uh, lawyers are for media organizations and others are trying to get that affidavit released. That's connected to the search warrant that was executed at Mar-a-Lago. It would explain what the government knew and how it convinced a judge to sign off on the search warrant. It's unlikely they'll release it, but stranger things have happened. So that hearing is going to be held this afternoon, too. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. That depends on the political leaning of the judge in all probability, because this is totally a political thing. Yeah, you know, it, 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 these these kinds of affidavits are not typically released if uh, before a person is charged. The DOJ says it would interfere with their ongoing investigation. If charges were filed in this case, then yes, they would release the affidavit. But DOJ says it's too soon. They're still investigating. Well, Rory, we will talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Jack. This report brought to you by the Oncology Institute, a new kind of cancer care provider focused on clinical outcome, patient satisfaction, and designing a treatment plan that's right for you. Six locations in the Bay Area. Make an appointment at theoncologyinstitute.com. Spy 57 on AM Tampa Bay. From Odessa to Clearwater, this is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris, where Tampa Bay begins their morning. And a good morning. It's seven minutes after six as we bring you information from farm to table. Jack Harris, Cracker Jack, incredibly cute and keenly capable Katie, and judicious and jocular James all together here. And first of all, we've got some birthdays today. Ron Haley Sr., Heather Wallace, Catherine Hupp, Carrie Nicole Kilgore, Teresa Palavita Osher, Richard Hayes, Rudy, and I think this is Hagestron, and the uh, TV reporter Noah Pransky. Do we have any more birthdays to report today. I have a few. Eric Michael Blair used to work with him. Heather Wallace, who works here at iHeart with us. Kim Aquilia, which is Natalie's mom. Macy Collins and Jeremy Lee. And how about you, James? And for me, I hate to tell you this, I've got none. Oh, you've got none? None. (laughs) We've got uh, Rick on the line. Who, um, Rick, I understand you worked on the train for 20 years, huh? Yeah, good morning, Jack. I worked uh, CSX Railroad for 25 years. Um, my dad was there for 42 years, so I kind of grew up around the railroad scene, so to speak. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I, heard, I heard you talking about it, and I just want to chime in on the railroad over the years, um, what they they pretty much went it to like cut saving money and stuff like that. So you said you only see trains so often it's because they cut crews and they, you know, saving money, big corporates, you know how that goes. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I hope they keep them going. <laughs> Definitely. Then there are some modern new trains. We got, uh, I've forgotten the name of the one that runs down in, Miami up to West Palm, and they're going to run that one up to um, 
Orlando and up to Disney, I think, ultimately. And then I'm figuring at some point it's going to end up going all the way to Tampa. Hey, by the way, we've got a Wayne Greensburg joke. Uh, Wayne Greenberg here. Little Bruce and Jenny are only 10 years old, but they know they're in love. One day they decide they want to get married, so Bruce goes to Jenny's father to ask him for her hand. Bruce bravely walks up and says, Mr. Smith, me and Jenny are in love, and I want to ask for her hand in marriage. And thinking this was so cute, he says, Well, Bruce, you're only 10. Where are you all going to live? And without even taking a moment to think about it, Bruce says, In Jenny's room. It's bigger than mine. We can both fit there nicely. And Mr. Smith says with a huge grin, Okay, then how will you live? You're not old enough to get a job. You'll need to support Jenny. And again, Bruce instantly replies, Our allowance. Jenny makes five bucks a week. I make ten a week. That's about a sixty bucks a month. So that should be fine. And Mr. Smith is impressed. Bruce has put so much thought into this. And he says, Well, it seems like you two have figured everything out. I have one more question. What'll you do if the two of you should have little children of your own? And Bruce just shrugs his shoulders and says, Well, we've been lucky so far. And Mr. <laughs> Smith no longer thinks the little whatever is adorable. They've been lucky so far, 10 years old. And that's our horrible joke of the day from Wayne Greenberg. It's 11 after 6 on AM Tampa Bay. And time to check in with John Thomas in traffic. Now, taking a look back at this day in history on AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. And this day in history is presented by the Duncan Duo. Today in history for August 18th. In 1590, John White, the governor of Roanoke Colony, returns from a supply trip to England and finds his settlement deserted. 1838, the Wilkes Expedition, which would explore the Puget Sound and Antarctica, Antarctica uh, weighs anchor at Hampton Roads. 1864, in the Civil War, the Battle of Globe Tavern. Union forces try to cut a vital Confederate supply line into Petersburg, Virginia, by attacking the Wilmington and Weldon Railroad. 1868, French astronomer Pierre Janssen discovers helium. 1903, German engineer Carl Jathro allegedly flies his self-made motored gliding airplane, and this is four months before the first flight of the Wright brothers. 1920, the 19th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution is ratified, guaranteeing women's suffrage, the right to vote. 1938, the Thousand Islands Bridge connecting New York of the U.S. with Ontario, Canada over the St. Lawrence River is dedicated by President Franklin Roosevelt. 1958, Vladimir Nabokov's controversial novel Lolita is published in the U.S. had some X-rated stuff in it. 1963, the 
civil rights movement, James Meredith becomes the first African-American to graduate from the University of Mississippi. 1965, in the Vietnam War, Operation Starlight begins. Uh, U.S. Marines destroy a Viet Cong stronghold on the Van Tung Peninsula in the first major American ground battle of the war. 1976, the Korean axe murder incident in Panmunjong results in the deaths of two U.S. Army officers. 1983, Hurricane Alicia hits the Texas coast, killing 21 people and causing over $1 billion in damages. And that today would be much more than $1 billion. In 1993, American International Airways Flight 808 crashes at Leeward Point Field at Guantanamo Bay Naval Base in Guantanamo Bay in Cuba, injuring the three crew members. Fortunately, none were killed. In 1877, Tampa's first native-born mayor is elected, and that was Thomas E. Jackson. And he's got Jackson Street in Tampa named after him. And finally, uh, this is August 20th, 1976, since we won't be here then, um, 67,466 fans watched the Buccaneers' first ever game in Tampa Stadium versus the Miami Dolphins. And that, of course, was a preseason game, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers failed to win that one. But that's our Today in History for August 18th. And this day in history is presented by the Duncan Duo. Get your career booming by being a part of the number one real estate team in Florida. Visit now. Join the Duncan Duo or the Duo.com. And we're coming up now on... 6.20, and Aaron Real will be joining us in just a minute. We're going to be talking about how to reduce some of the debt on your credit cards. It's 6.20, and John Thomas has traffic. On air and online at WFLANews.com. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. 24 minutes after 6 on AM Tampa Bay. I'll be glad when I get my voice back. (laughs) This is crazy. You will eventually. I hope so. Anyway, we're joined now by Aaron Real, our ace NBC News radio reporter. And Aaron, I know you want to talk about that Americans are racking up major expenses on their credit cards and uh this is something you know when you look back a few decades and we would have had no idea what a credit card was back then everything was cash but uh what is it that people can do to try to get out from under that credit card debt yes 
simpler times where we didn't drown under credit card debt. It's not a bad idea to return to cash if you're struggling to because you just can't put it on a credit card. But right now, Americans, they've added $46 billion to credit card balances in the second quarter of this year. This is according to the Fed Bank of New York. We're back at the total credit card debt. It's above $890 billion. That's just shy of the 2019 record highs. And this is the largest year-over-year increase in more than 20 years. It jumped 13% in that second quarter. So why is this happening? Because um, we were actually doing pre- quite well during the pandemic, not putting so much on our credit cards. But inflation, when everything is so expensive, is pushing prices higher. And we're putting things like gas, groceries, utility bills, just to get over the hump to pay what needs to be paid, that's going on to the credit card. Now, the reason it's so dicey this go-round is because inflation is so high, so the Federal Reserve is taking very aggressive steps to tame inflation, and that includes hiking interest rates, which are already high on credit cards anyway. And since most credit cards, they have this variable rate, there's a direct connection to the Fed's benchmark. And basically, as the rate goes up, so does the interest rate on your credit card. It's directly correlated. So currently, we're just over 17%, which is a lot for interest rates for credit cards. And it may go as high as 19% by the end of the year. So we're not in a great place right now. And if you can avoid putting stuff on your credit card, you should. You know, uh, people who accept credit cards apparently have to pay something, too, because I know gas stations everywhere, you almost see it, that uh, gas, if you pay cash, costs about five cents less per gallon. Right, exactly. Yeah, so there's a savings right there. Good point. But, you know, what's also really important, this is no one's fault, particularly. You know, if you're if you're spending like crazy, yes, you need to rein it in. But if you're just trying to put food on the table for your kids, everyone understands that. Or if you have medical expenses, anything like that, this doesn't make you a bad person. It just is what it is. But some tips for paying down your balance, they sound so simple, but they actually really do work. There's three here. Create a budget cut spending, pay more than the minimum. And they each kind of stack on top of each other. So if you create that budget, you're going to see where you're spending and where you can easily just cross it off the list. An extra streaming service, that's where you start cutting. That's step two. So just make the budget and start cutting it down. Whittle it away. And then finally, and this one is really important, paying more than the minimum. It's hard, but you ultimately want to work down that balance because if you just pay them, if you don't pay more than the minimum required, that won't do much to avoid those hefty interest charges on the balance. And paying more than the minimum will reduce the amount of interest that you have each month and ultimately help you reach your goal. Well, Aaron, looks like we're going to be stacking up more and more on those credit cards. But no. that's life. And our NBC News radio reporter, Aaron Real, and Aaron, we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thank you. Have a great day. And we got uh, State Representative Jackie Toledo, who is running for Congress now, is going to be joining us in the next half hour. It's 628 on AM Tampa Bay. Let's hear about the dopiest dope of all the dopes of the day on AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. And at 637, before we do that, I think uh, we needed to get a joke from you all. Do you want me to go first or Katie? You pick. Well, Katie, you go first. Ladies first. 
Okay, a bear walks into a bar and says, give me a whiskey and a cola. Why the big paws, asked the bartender, and the bear shrugged and said, I'm not sure. I was born with them. What? <laughs> <laughs> too early, but I got it. <laughs> you want me to start from the beginning and yeah. give the joke again? Go slower. Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. The bear walks into a bar and says, give me a whiskey and a cola. And the bartender was confused. He said, why the big paws? And the bear shrugged and he said, I don't know. I was born with them. Okay. The big paws. That's my bear. It's funnier the second time. What about you, James? Uh, For me, uh, what do you call a blind dinosaur? Hmm. Can't see a saurus. I don't. So close. Aww. It's a. Uh, do you think he saw us? <laughs> do you think you saw us? <laughs> How about you, Jack? Any any one liners? Oh, I've got a bunch that were sent by. Then we'll get to the uh, dope of the day. Ben Ritter. How does a farmer find new cows to buy? He searches through the catalog. Ah. <laughs> Very nice. Thank you, Ben, for that one. Well, who's our dope of the day? Dope, dope. His name is Russell Mowry. He is a 60-year-old from Elk County, Pennsylvania. He got stopped at around 1045 the other day on Route 219. Um, They thought it was just a standard traffic stop, but it ended up being a little odd. He was driving a Ford F-150, and he had committed a few traffic violations. That's why they pulled him over. But when troopers got to his door, they found out he was completely naked. So he was taken to jail oh, after he uh, failed a DUI test. But um, mm-mm. not you just don't drive naked. It's weird. What are you doing at 1045 driving naked? <laughs> I always think before I leave the house, it's always a thought. If I'm in slippers or wearing something bizarre and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to run up to the bank. I'm not getting out of the car. I always think, what if I get pulled over and have to get out of the car? I That is always my first you, thought. But You've got a purse you could cover up. A purse? First of all, I don't carry a purse, but a purse ain't going (laughs) to... No. I mean, sometimes you got to let things air out. Uh, I've never driven naked, by the way. That's good to know. I don't think I've ever driven naked either. Very tempting, though, no. Let me know how that goes for you when you get pulled over and you end up like Russell having to get in the back of the police car naked. I'll take a selfie, but I'm not sending it. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't. Well, that's our dope of the day, and we've got... uh, State Representative Jackie Toledo, uh, who is going to be a congressional candidate, joining us in just a moment. It's 640 and time to check in on traffic now with John Thomas. Live on the free iHeartRadio app, this is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. It's 643 on AM Tampa Bay. And we're joined now by Jackie Toledo, the state representative for the 60th District. And Jackie, uh, you became the state rep for Florida's 60th District back in 2016. Um, but you're going to be running for uh, the Congress this year, right? Yes, that's correct. How are you? Uh, well, that's that's a big step forward, um, and of course, it's going to be pretty competitive, I would imagine. But the primary is the big thing, right? You have a an opponent in the primary. 
Yes, usually in open primaries, you do get a lot of people running. So the primary is just a few days away on August 23rd, which is Tuesday, five days away. And early voting is going on right now between 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. at various locations in Hillsborough, Pasco, and Polk County. So there's no excuses not to vote. Yeah, and it's important that people get their vote in in the primary because... Uh, the primary ultimately leads to who your candidates are going to be in the general election. That's correct. So usually when I'm knocking on doors, people are saying, oh, I'm going to vote for all the Republican download ticket. And I'm, I say, well, all only Republicans are on this ticket. So you have to p- pick the best Republican that represents you and your conservative values. And that's why the primary vote is so important because you're actually selecting the person that's going to represent you. So you want to make sure they're in line with you, they're accessible, they are going to be there for you because a lot of people, you know, they they end up telling you things and then doing different things. So, um, and sadly, only 10% of um, people vote in primaries. What do you think the uh, most important issue is for you that you're running on? So right now, I think everyone's impacted by this inflation, you know, and the constant spending and overspending we see in D.C. So that's one of the things that I'm going to tackle. And I'm an engineer. So those are the things that in energy independence, um, as you know, energy independence is critical to lowering the cost of diesel gas and gas. So that will lower the cost of all goods. So just getting a hold of our spending and energy independence is critical to lowering the cost of goods that are impacting everyday families. And, again, securing the border is another issue that people are talking about. I'm an immigrant. I came to um, the U.S. when I was five years old legally from Peru, and what I'm seeing at the southern border is outrageous with illegal immigration, human trafficking, fentanyl, opioids. I mean, you name it, it's happening at our southern borders. There's no other country that has open borders like we do we need to secure the border and instead of sending the eighty-seven thousand irs agents after everyday taxpayers we need to be sending them to the border boy how true that is and jackie if you get in congress maybe you can get this done too our military the purpose of our military is ultimately to protect our country and i don't understand why we don't send two or three divisions of our military down to that border. And I'll guarantee you that would shut it down. You're absolutely right. And I have a son serving in the military, you know, and I, every day, I'm super proud of him, but I'm terrified under this leadership or lack of leadership with Biden because he doesn't know whether we're at war or not. So, you know, we need to be keeping our troops home. We need to protect our southern border and protect our country because Right now, we are under attack. Parents are under attack. Conservatism is under attack. I mean, it's ridiculous what is happening, and I'm a mom on a mission to clean it up. Yeah, you've also been uh, pretty much against the government vaccine mandates, and you've been for keeping the schools open now, right? Absolutely. That is something that I worked on in um, Tallahassee to make sure that we cannot mandate vaccines or masks, especially amongst our children. 
of all people. I mean, they they lost a whole year, almost two years because of it. And I think that is something that's a personal decision. And uh, we uh, in the state of Florida, the free state of Florida. Well, Jackie, we wish you the best of luck here. And again, uh, Jackie is a state representative now for the 60th district in Florida and is running for Congress uh, with a primary uh, early voting underway now. And, of course, the primary election coming up the 23rd on Tuesday. And, Jackie, thanks for joining us this morning on AM Tampa Bay, and good luck. Thank you so much. Please go out and vote Jackie Toledo for Congress. I really appreciate every single one of you. Thank you, Jack. Have a blessed day. All right. Thank you, Jackie. It's 649 on AM Tampa Bay, and time to check in on traffic with John Thomas. Live on 94.5 FM in Pinellas County, this is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. It's 6.53 on AM Tampa Bay. And by the way, uh, one thing we're going to push until we get it done, and that is a street named Webb's Way and also getting a Walk of Fame. How about a Berlander Boulevard? Or Berlander Boulevard. Sounds good. Let's see. What can we do for Katie? Uh, Katie's way. Katie's causeway. Oh, Katie's causeway. Yeah, screw Courtney Campbell. (laughs) Yeah, Katie, the Katie causeway. Um, Anyway, I want you to text us with uh, people that you think from the Bay Area should be on the Walk of Fame. And again, these aren't people just loved in the Bay Area. These have to be people that are known all over the country. Uh, so text us some of the people's names that you think people who should have a position on the Walk of Fame. And you text us at 82945 and start your text with the call letters WFLA. By the way, a story we didn't get around to, um, and we should have put it down as dope of the day, but uh, Representative Liz Cheney is now considering a presidential campaign after she got her socks beat off um, by uh, a candidate who was backed by President Trump. So now she's thinking of running for president. She's got about as much chance as I have of becoming president. Yeah, good luck. She got crushed up there. Hey, you've got to check out the blog, and there are a couple of things that are musts for you to see here. Most important of all, I love this, and it's, well, it's Throwback Thursday, but it's when Katie and I met for the first time. A few years ago. And this goes back to the late 90s, and I was doing a show called Harrison Company at Bush Gardens. And what I did in every show was I let a, I would pick somebody out of the audience who could be the offstage announcer and they would announce the opening of the show. And now it's Harrison Company from Bush Gardens. Here's your host, Jack Harris. And I would go down and interview that person. 
and I went down there to interview the person I had selected who was holding a baby at the time. And while I was talking to the lady, the baby kept grabbing at the microphone trying to take it away from me. And it turns out I learned after all these years that that baby was Katie. I was destined for radio. I was destined to take your microphone, I guess. <laughs> From company to family. Look at that. But you have got to see that and a lot of other good things on there, too. i got to see this. James uh, Berlander here showing yep. off his pizza-making skills. Yeah, I was craving pizza yesterday, so I decided I'm going to grow my own pizza. Ah. So I did it step-by-step step in case anyone wants to try their own uh, way of making pizza. And one other I'd urge you to watch is when uh, I went, we had the grand opening of the Kumba uh, roller coaster, and I was on there with, um, what's his name? Michael Richards, I believe. Michael Richards, yeah, from the Seinfeld show. Yeah, And Kramer. also Tom Stork, who was the director at Bush Gardens, which you'll find it all at amchampabay.com. Check it out. And check out AM Champa Bay tomorrow morning, beginning at 5, and we'll see you then. Live it up.